Thank you. Well, that was all my throat can handle tonight. God is good. And all the time, give him a hand clap of praise. praise amen, amen, amen. Again, we welcome you tonight. And uh, welcome those that are watching by uh, means of... Uh, the internet, and we do have a pretty good little uh, crowd that comes in on Wednesday night and Sunday night both, and uh, we are thankful for for that, and um, we are studying the book of Hebrews, and uh, we, uh, the first part, we was on for some time, part one, we was talking about the superiority superiority of Christ and we went through Hebrews and we found everything that said better uh, dealing with the new covenant and uh, we finished that and last week we began part two and this is what we will end with after um, <coughs> excuse me a couple more sessions the believers walk guess what this part is and um, now we're going through Hebrews and we're looking up everything every time he says let us referring to the body of Christ to the church let us and as you go through Hebrews you'll find there's several places you'll see that phrase, let us. Last week, we talked about where he said in the fourth chapter, let us fear. If you remember last week, and uh, we talked about that. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about let us hold fast. Let us hold fast. All of this has to do with the believer's walk, our daily walk with God, things that we need to do so we can live pleasing to God, we can be overcomers, amen, and we can grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and also win somebody to the Lord. I like what Brother Douglas said Um we don't serve God in coming and joining together in a worship service. We come together to worship God, to get strength, to build up one another. And uh, we don't start serving Him till we leave the doors and we get on the outside. And um, that's where that we need to try to serve the Lord and try to... Uh, lead others to the Lord, help others the best way that we, um, that we can. Tonight we're still going to be in the fourth chapter, but we're going to drop down to verse 14, 
And we're going to read verse 14 and verse 15. And you can read your own Bibles or you can look upon screens over um, how you choose to do it. But this is what he says. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us, there's your let us. This time he says, let us hold fast our confession. Now the original King James or the older King James says uh, profession there. Let us hold fast our confession. And then verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Two very uh, vital uh, scriptures here as we're going to talk about um, holding fast. <clears throat> Before we get any further, I want to break that um, down. Um, hold fast. Somebody tell me what you think hold fast means. Tight, tight. Hang on. Hold tight. All right. These, this is true. Get a hold, get a grip, hang in there. Um, I love, I love the um, flexibility of the Greek language that um, uh, the Bible was originally written in. That's how come that I always go back. Beside, I'll check Webster's Dictionary, but then I want to go back to the original and. Um, when I look this up in the Greek, this is, this is what it, it gave me. And listen to this close. It says it comes from a primary word, uh, vigor. Vigor. Uh, and um, that breaks down from that. It can be used literally or figuratively. It breaks down in dominion. Mightily, power, strength. And here's what the connotation is. I used to have a dog uh, years ago when I was a kid that um, he loved to play uh, tug with me. And um, I'd, he'd, you know, I'd try to keep him an old rope or something, but I could get a rag or an old worn-out towel or anything and um, start shaking that at him, and he would grab that thing. And when I start pulling, um, he, you, know how, you know how a dog does. He would uh, pull back. And um, uh, this dog used the same sense of what it implies in the Greek um, about um, rigor because he would begin to growl, him teeth would shine, and I mean, he would just carry on, you know, and shake a head, and I mean, he just held on with everything he had, uh, growling, and, and, and the whole, 
and finally, after he got tired, he would just, he would twist that head in some kind of way and just yank it real hard, and it'd be gone out of my hands. This whole fast in the Greek means the same thing as what I just explained to you as that dog and that rope or a rag or whatever it is. We got to get a grip on, on this, and we've got, to, we've got to fight with it, use all our might, all our strength, all our power. But what is it that it tells us to hold on to? It says our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was with all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. So what we're going to talk about regarding that tonight is staying faithful and committed. That's what we're going to break this down to, staying faithful and committed. Church, it's important that we stay faithful to God. Amen. Uh, We live in a day and age that a lot of people don't want to... uh, commit themselves to nothing. They, 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 they don't, you know, I've heard people tell me they, they're, they're gonna, never going to get married because they don't, they, don't, they don't want the commitment. Um, and there's, you know, there, there's people like that. Because, but it's a fact, if, if you've got a marriage, if it's going to work, you've got to stay committed to it. If you go into a marriage with a mindset, well, if it don't work out, I'll just go my way, should go hers, you, you better leave it alone in the first place. Hallelujah, because you've got to become committed. Um, and, um, of course, after you've been married a few years, you might wish you had been committed, but I better, I better leave that alone. I better leave that alone. <laughs> now, she was reading something else, saying, I'm saved. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, Uh, the moment we answer the pleading of the Holy Ghost which convicts us of our sins see the Bible tells us that can't nobody come to the Lord unless the Spirit lead amen you've got to be convicted some kind of way by somebody preaching the word or somebody witnessing to you sometimes people have gotten convicted by listening to a song Amen. Um, it really don't matter how it comes, but when you feel that, com- that convicting spirit, uh, convicting us of our sins, we repent, and we ask the Lord to forgive us. Um, and now I know everybody's experience is uh, personal towards them, and Maybe things might not be exactly with you like it was with me, but basically, we pray, and uh, as we pray, we are making a commitment to the Lord, um, and we 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 ask God to forgive us as we re- repent of our sins, and that if He will forgive us, we in turn would live our lives according to His will. That's a profession of faith. That's, that's making a commitment to the Lord. 
And Lord, I've been dirty and low down. I've committed every sin in the book. <coughs> I want you to forgive me. Um, a certain political leader very close to us today made the statement that uh, she knew God would forgive her. She said, I don't know about the people in Nashville, but God, <laughs> uh, she uh, felt like God would forgive her. Um, and um, I won't say no more about that. I'm sure most of you know what I'm talking about. The revelation come out uh, uh, today. But um, when you come to the Lord and you repent of your sins, uh, you um, make a profession of faith. You make a commitment. Now, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he sat down on the on the throne to intervene on our behalf. Now, this is what verse 15 was about. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was uh, in all points tempted as we are. You see, when Jesus, after he ascended, he sat down on the throne of glory to intervene on our behalf and become our advocate to help us who have believed make, make it home safe in the end. Because God did become a man um, and um, uh, he experienced what it was like. So he understands uh, what we go through. He understands what we go through and um, he, um, he knows what it's like being human. Before God become a man, he did not understand that. He didn't have a concept of that. <coughs> but Jesus Christ went through all of that, but yet the Bible said he was without sin. He was without sin. That's the big difference between him and us. Amen. He lived a totally sinless life life. Uh, and because of this, Jesus Christ is act in actuality our high priest. And he is your high priest, the, the high priest of your confession. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a scripture about that here in just a minute, minute. But he's the high priest of our confession. Now, as the Jewish people under the old covenant brought their sacrifices to the high priest. When we repent, we offer our confession to Jesus and present our lives to him as a living sacrifice. I think Brother Bobby, when I came in here Sunday, Brother Bobby was talking about the veil of the temple uh, tearing uh, and was talking about the old tabernacle. And under that old covenant, um, the people brought the, an animal, brought their sacrifice, and gave it to the high priest, and he took it into the uh, holy place. Now, Jesus is our high priest, and he's the high priest of our confession. And when we repent and we confess to Jesus, we present our lives to him, not an animal, but ourselves, our bodies. Present yourself a living sacrifice, 
holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And as a high priest of our confession, he records that <coughs> in the heavens. So now, the writer of Hebrews tells us, the body of Christ, to hold fast to that confession. Don't, it, don't ever let it go. You got a sure thing in Jesus, so be faithful and committed to your confession. Hallelujah. We need to be faithful unto the Lord because he forgave us. He cleansed us, filled us with his spirit. So we need, and I'm not saying we won't stumble. I'm not saying we won't mess up. We're human. But if we stay faithful to him, if we confess our sins, the Bible said he's faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now we're going to the third chapter of Hebrews. And I'm going to read to you what I just said. <coughs> Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. See, that's what I told you. Jesus is our high priest, and he's the high priest of our confession. Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him who appointed him. So, number one, Brother Douglas, Jesus was faithful. He stayed faithful to his mission. As a man, he didn't want to die, Brother Paul. When he got on his knees in that garden, and he prayed till he sweated his great drops of blood and prayed, let this cup pass from me. I've heard some say <coughs> that he didn't mind dying, but I'm going to tell you what, the man, Christ Jesus, didn't want to die. He did not want to go through with what he knew he had to go through with. But this is what he did, and it's what the same thing we got to do. He said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Uh, <laughs> Some said tonight, and I have been there many times. A lot of time your flesh will say, tell you, oh, you just don't need to go to church tonight. You're tired. Get over in that lazy boy. <laughs> Amen. But um, as Jesus overcome the flesh, we got to overcome the flesh. We got to make an effort. And when we do that, we stay faithful. So Jesus was faithful, and then he mentions Moses. As Moses also was faithful in all his house. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as he who built the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. 
And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ, now look at this close, but Christ as a son over his own house, and then look at who his house is, whose house we are. Jesus Christ is faithful over his own house. And we're that house. We're that house. Let us. We're that house. Oh, but there's a stipulation. If we hold, there's the hold fast again. The confidence this time and the rejoicing of the hope firm until the end. Hold fast. Get a hold of that thing, just like Spot the dog or Rover. And when the devil tries to yank your glory away from you, you growl at him, show your teeth, and jerk your head and say, Nuh-uh, this is mine. This is mine. Hallelujah. We're his house. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope, firm until the end. <coughs> I want to um, finish up this tonight by giving you two more examples about this hold fast. Because, folks, I cannot overstress the importance of us getting a hold of this thing that God has given us, that God has blessed us with, and never letting go of it. Never letting go. Let's look at this scripture. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us, there it is again, hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hallelujah. We can't waver. We can't, we can't be this way and that way and up and down and everything. We've got to be, be faithful unto God, faithful unto his word. And one final scripture, and we're going to wrap it up. We're going to Revelation chapter 3 and verse 11. And this is the words of Jesus. <coughs> this is what Jesus told the church in Philadelphia. Behold, I am coming quickly. What did he tell them? And how many remembers that Philadelphia was set apart from all other churches in, in what? It's the only church that he didn't say, I have somewhat against thee. Amen. He didn't say it one time when he spoke to them. He said, hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. 
it ain't the devil alone that we have to worry about. Hallelujah. Sometimes there's some, what's that phrase, Darlene? Um, sometimes we get some sandpaper people in our lives. <laughs> Sandpapers. Does somebody know what I'm talking about? Sandpaper comes along in our life when we got some rough spots and need smoothing. And God uses the, uh, the attitude of these sandpaper people to do the job. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the process is not, to, don't feel too good. But um, hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. Don't let a sandpaper person take your crown. Don't let a sandpaper uh, uh, person steal your victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Just because a thought comes in your head when one of them sandpaper people are uh, rubbing on you the wrong way, just because a thought comes in your head don't mean you need to let the thought come out your mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ain't it amazing how we can point our finger at different people? <laughs> I'm just glad I'm up here not sitting by Sister Darlene because she got a habit of Next, we got a spring revival coming up in, in April, and I am not going to sit beside her when Brother Flannery is preaching, because every time he comes and he preaches, I walk away here with bruised ribs. There you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hold fast what you have that no man may take your crown. Brother Paul, we've got to make it to heaven. <coughs> if we lose out on heaven, we've lost it all. And let me, let, me, let me close by saying this. And it don't take, you, you don't have to uh, do an hour. But when you get home tonight, and before you get uh, as you get ready to go to bed, just take a few minutes to pray to the Lord and say, God, forgive me if I've said anything or done anything wrong today because we don't want to lose our crown. You don't never know when if you're going to leave this world in your sleep, which, hey, I think that's the best way to go myself. But um, I want to make sure I just take a few minutes and make sure me and everything's fixed up between me and him uh, because I want to keep my crown.
I don't want to lose that on heaven. Anybody got a comment or a question about what we talked about? Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Most definitely, all of us on this side of the cross has got it better than anybody had back then. We have an opportunity to have Jesus inside us.